Hi, I want to welcome you to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name's Lee. I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. And here on our podcast, you're going to find practical episodes like this that are designed to help you just take your next step of faith, whatever that may be. Also on our podcast, you're going to find our previous sermons, uh, also other previous podcasts that you can check out. And so we thank you so much for joining us today. This is part two of a two-part conversation on going, uh, on going social with your faith. And I have with me a, a special guest, uh, Dr. Tony Wolf uh, with the Southern Baptist Convention of Texas and also author hmm. of the book Going Social. And uh, so you can find this at, at Amazon. Just type in Going Social, Tony Wolf. And I encourage you, pick up a copy. What Tony did was he just moved through uh, Proverbs chapter 18 and just took it verse by verse. And so um, thankfully he wrote a lot of short chapters because he was writing it for a guy like me who... <laughs> You know, has the attention span of a squirrel, especially when I'm reading. Um, and you wrote it a lot devotionally, Tony. And so tell us a little bit more about the book. Maybe somebody's joining us here for part two, hadn't watched part one. Sure. We, we encourage them to go back and watch yeah. part one. Uh, but but why'd you write this? What's it about a little bit? And then we're going to dive in here. It's really a, an overgrowth of my personal time with the Lord in Proverbs chapter 18, just every morning with a cup of coffee out on the back porch, literally reading one verse of Proverbs 18 at a time and just reflecting on it and journaling on it. God taught me some really neat things through that process. And uh, I felt like I would, you know, I wrote them down. I felt like I'd share them with the world. And if you wanted to read it and God wanted to bless you through it too, great. Yeah. And that's what this book is. It's a lot of reflection on my own personal journey, but also things that God taught me uh, and how I believe Proverbs 18 helps form the spirit of every man and woman to be more Christ-like in their relationships, both online and in person. Yeah, because we're we're not private people. As much mm. as we want to be, we're we're created to be very social, That's and right. so we interact in all kinds of different social circles with our families, our professions, church. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more online. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing I, I really encourage our folks to grab this because they can do it devotionally the way you've set it up with, you know, read a verse, you give some insights on it. You got areas to journal out prayers or thoughts. And yeah. uh, so it, it's very challenging that way. But I think a, a good resource to maybe add into devotion time for someone. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, one chapter at a time will take you maybe five minutes to read. And if you want to journal, there's a spot to journal, you yeah. know, maybe another five minutes. Yeah. So if you just want to read it, five minutes, yeah. you're and, done with the chapter. Right. And that's the way I, I worked it into my devotion when I was, I was going through it. And mm -hmm. so it was very helpful in that way. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate you writing it. Um, last time we talked, and, and again, if, our, our, if you haven't had a chance to view uh, the first episode of this mm -hmm. on kind of going social, we talked a lot about online presence. And so I encourage you to go back and watch that. We talked a little bit about the good mm -hmm. and the not so good of social media, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, and, and how as believers in Christ, we can leverage, you know, the, the good side of social media and some practical ways. If we see some things creeping up in us that aren't good, yeah. uh, some things we can do to, to combat against that. And so what we want to do in this episode is just by chance, 
we disagree with someone online. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that ever happening (laughs) on Facebook or Twitter. I guess you don't disagree much on Instagram because that's just liking or not. You post another picture, right? You post another picture in in response to that picture. It's a sub-post. I don't understand TikTok. I don't either. That's for the young people, as I would say. The young people. (laughs) That's for the youngins out there. (laughs) Um, So so Facebook, Twitter, that's where the majority of our audience listening and watching is going to be. Uh, we're coming out of a super contentious election cycle. Yeah. Uh, we're, we've obviously been dealing with COVID-19. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, we all agreed on how things happen in that, whether oh, yeah. you should have lockdowns, masks, no yeah. masks, take the vaccine. There's no controversy. No controversy in that. What your church did, what your church didn't do. I mean, yeah, you know. No. So how in the world right now (laughs) in a very divided world do we come into an atmosphere like a Facebook or a Twitter as a Christian? um, How do we disagree with people online? Mm -hmm. Like how can we do that maybe well? Or I mean, we know how to not do it well, but what do we do? I think the first... um the first thing to grab a hold of is just my personal, um, not conviction, but my personal attitude or desire when I when I pull up my phone. I mean, okay. Why am I doing this? Am yeah. I am I pulling Good. up Facebook right now so that I can find something to contend with? Right. Am I pulling up Facebook or Twitter right now uh, because I I need to vent? Yeah. You know, this is not a place to vent. A lot of people do but it's not the right place to vent. So right. a lot of it before, you know, before you actually see something posted that you disagree with, I think the right first question is why am I engaging? Why mm. am I even pulling it up right now? Mm-hmm. And if you can't come to the medium with the right attitude or the right spirit, then you're not going to interact on the medium yeah. with the right attitude or the right spirit. Um, so I think the first thing to do is just check your own attitude yeah. and your own purposes. Um, Secondly, I'd say that if you see something posted uh, that you disagree with, and you may disagree vehemently with this post, I think the first question you need to ask is, can I just ignore this? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, you, do we openly engage even in person with everything we disagree with? Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, it's really not directed at you. You just see it. Um, so a lot of times we make something out of nothing, and mm-hmm. sometimes we're the ones who actually instigate the quarrel because we invite ourselves into a conflict that wasn't ours in the first place. Hmm. Um, it's good. So when you see something that's posted, I think a, a good that you disagree with, a great first question is, can I ignore this? Mm-hmm. If you can ignore it, then move on. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, keep on scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you see something posted that you cannot ignore, then I think the right thing to do is to put down Facebook mm-hmm. and call them mm-hmm. and, or go visit them. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, they live forever away. You don't have their phone number, but there's this burning in your soul and you have to address this. Private message them, direct yeah. message them. Uh, we have a whole lot of public disagreements that really only have their place in a private context. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a lot of the times we, we just air out all of our dirty laundry and we get frustrated and, and controversial online in a public online space when if we sit down like this yeah. 
and ask, Lee, you posted this, right. that you don't like the LSU Tigers. Yeah. That offends me, man. Mm-hmm. You know, why, what, what's the deal with it? Help me understand. Here's a great, help me understand. Mm-hmm. And then let them talk. And then you can, you'll find that you can actually disagree with somebody and still love them and yeah. still support them. Yeah. So uh, you don't have private conversations in public. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of times on social media. So if somebody else posts something, that you disagree. First of all, check your own attitude approaching the medium. Secondly, if they post it, ask, can I ignore it? Thirdly, if you can't ignore it, if you must engage because there's a burning <laughs> in your soul, then yeah. it needs to be a private engagement, not yeah. a public engagement. Uh, there might be exceptions to that, but they would be very rare. And then uh, I would say sometimes we're the instigator. Mm-hmm. We're the one who posts the thing because we didn't come with the right spirit. We came right. venting. Yeah. In Proverbs 18, you know, we're talking about going social. Proverbs 18, verse 2 says um, that uh, a fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. Right. So why, why are you posting something that you know is controversial? Yeah. If you're posting it because you want to solicit honest engagement with people who have a different viewpoint and you want to you know, go back and forth in a loving and respectful way, then great. Right. But if you're posting it to show off your opinions, yeah. The Bible says you're a fool. Yeah. You're foolish. I mean, yeah. Only a fool would would post something or say something out loud to boast his own opinions with no conviction or no desire for understanding whatsoever. Yeah. So you just describe about 75% of Facebook posts sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Especially All during venting. the election cycle. Oh, Lord have mercy. It's like, yes. oh, my goodness, yikes, you know? And But it what we've seen um, is we're we've seen this happening and we're seeing it. And I think, unfortunately, we're going to continue to see it. We're losing the ability to disagree in a respectful way Mm -hmm. because people will type something that they would not say to the person, Mm -hmm. you know, in person. And I think about that sometimes when I'm responding to somebody, would I verbally say this to them if they're standing here? And if I can't, then I shouldn't type that, you know, but yeah. we're, we're right now kind of hiding behind the keyboard, so to speak, or the yeah. monitor or the screen, or we're firing off our thoughts and opinions. But like you said, if we're sitting down and we're talking, mm-hmm. I'm, I may not say that. You well, know? Here's the, the long-term psychosocial effect of that is exactly what you said. At first, we'll get on and we'll start right. doing the interacting with ways uh, online with yeah. people in a way that we would never do privately. Yeah. Um, but then after a while, if you keep that up and, and you keep vehemently disagreeing with people online and uh, you're in an echo chamber and you don't care, yeah, uh, then eventually it will reciprocate. It will come back into right. your personal face-to-face relationships yeah. and you'll lose the inability to yeah. disagree with somebody because you're of the opinion, I'm just going to say what's right and they can deal with it. If they right. don't like it, they can go find social uh, yeah. outlets somewhere else. Yeah. So it is at first it, it happens by you, uh, publicly disagreeing with people in a way that you never would privately. But after a while you feel such confidence and such, uh, a cathartic release in, in voicing things openly and not caring what anybody thinks right. that eventually it does work its way back into your face to face relationships yeah. and you completely lose the ability to relate to people in a healthy way, not just online, but in person as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've seen that somewhat in our churches right now. Whether it was COVID, 
and what your church did or didn't do, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was election, what your pastor preached on or didn't preach on. <laughs> yeah. um, I got uh, a few of those emails of why don't you preach more on politics? Well, no, I don't yeah. preach politics. I mean, I'm, I share I Jesus. I preach the Bible. I preach right. the Bible, yeah. you know. Um, or why did you do this? And I mean, I got to a point like with some of the COVID-19 things where I, I, I mean, I honestly said this to our congregation one time. I was like, I don't know if this is the right call or the wrong call, yeah. but somebody's got to make a call and somebody's here's what we're doing. I mean, like, because I, never had I dealt with the situation within a church where there was just polar opposites right. and nobody in yeah. the middle. I mean, it yeah. was like, you're either requiring masks and I'm not going to come if you don't, you know, don't require them. Or if you require them, I'm not coming. I mm-hmm. mean, like you just had all over the spectrum. And it's just like, this is making my head hurt. You remember when churches uh, used to split over the color of the carpet? Now it's the that was a funny joke. <laughs> those were the days. Joke. Those were the days. But, it, but in going social on those things, yeah. um, and, and I've, I've had to, through the election, through a very contentious also summer of 2020 with a lot of our, our racial issues in our country, I had to private message some people I knew. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I know you as a brother in Christ and what you post is just wrong. Yeah. It's just wrong. The meme you posted denigrated that person that you don't agree with. And, and I just encourage you to take it down, yeah. you know, and, and I did it as I, I did it prayerfully. I did it as respectfully as I could. And I had a friend call me one day and he said, you've seen my post. You've been quiet. He said, do you think I'm a racist? Wow. And I said, I know you. And I, he said, I, I know you personally. I know you're not a racist, but the way you're appearing right now is you are a racist. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, the way you're coming across, yeah. If I wouldn't know you, then I would say yes. But I know yeah. you and you're not. I know, I, I know you, known you for years. Hmm. But what you're posting is dead wrong. Yeah. You know? And he, he started backtracking and work on that. And we had a great like half hour conversation on the phone. Um, but I, I've never had anybody ask me that, like, look at my post and what do you, what yeah. do you think? But he told me, he said, you're being silent. And he noticed my silence because he yeah. knew where I stood on some issues. And yeah. he's like, we need to talk about it. So we've lost all of that through social media because, and, and you talked about that echo chamber. We build these friend lists, the algorithm pushes this kind of just grouping that we want to hear and, and honestly, that's why I think like new platforms sometimes can be a little dangerous yeah. um, with, with Parler mm-hmm. being one where you, you say, okay, my conservative party or liberal party or whatever party I'm voting for, we're all going over here yep. and we're going to all just be over here. I'm like, but you're not having anyone else speak into your life, challenge you, help you think differently or just help you think critically yeah. about something, which that's part of going social. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of it is, yeah. is, and, is learning how even in a local church, we don't always agree on everything. So how do we still keep that witness up? So, yeah. so, and, and you said it right. We, we got to think about our heart of why we're posting this. Maybe go to that person privately, call them, sit down with them. If you can't do that, at least private message them before you start engaging in the comments. Cause that just that spins out of control mm-hmm. so fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, so then why is it important to be a good witness? Because you said something earlier where sometimes people can go, it's my Facebook account. I'm going to post what I want to post. And if I want to yeah. post a mean meme denigrating the politician I don't agree with or 
I'm just going to do it. You know, mm. why is that not good like, as a as a Christian? Yeah, <clears throat> there are a number of reasons. Uh, I think the most important reason is because it misrepresents Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ came down very hard um, in the temple whenever the temple was being turned into a den of thieves instead of a house of prayer. Uh, but even then, he didn't go around lashing people with his words. Right. Uh, he, he overturned a table and grabbed a whip, which we look at Jesus and we're like, wow, that's pretty intense. And it is intense, but he was consumed with zeal for his father's house. Yeah. He was not consumed with zeal for Caesar Augustus right. or for you know some particular right or privilege that he thought belonged to him as a citizen of Rome. Yeah. Uh, he was consumed with zeal for his father's house. And even then, he didn't hurt people physically or uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, his zeal came across in an evident way that did not violate someone else's uh, image of God that he's entrusted to them. Yeah. So um, one way, it, we just misrepresent Christ. And besides, I mean, obviously Christ is our example, so let's hold him high. He disagreed with a lot of things in a very gentle way. Right. Uh, and Ephesians tells us to speak the truth in love. And if you, if you can't speak the truth, it's not loving. Mm-hmm. And if you can't speak the truth in a loving way, then it's not biblical. Yeah. So it's, it's not one or the other. It's both and. Truth has to be enveloped in love or it's not biblical. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we misrepresent Christ whenever we do that. We lash out and we vent on social media. Um, and another way is we just we misrepresent the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the church, because we're called to be a holy people, yeah. holy agios, set apart. We're we're supposed to be fundamentally different from every. I mean, in the Old Testament, they went so far as to say you're not supposed to weave your clothes with with wool and cotton. You know, two different right. kinds of material. Yeah. You're uh, you're not supposed to plow your field with an ox and a donkey at the same time. You're like, really? What's the deal with that? Because he's saying we're we're different. We are fundamentally different as the people of God. Yeah. And when I, mm. I'll be honest, when I pull up some of my brothers, some of my brother pastors, yeah. social media accounts, and I scroll through and all I see is vitriol mm. and hatred and yeah. disagreement or one particular issue. Boom. Yeah. Every tweet is about this particular issue. Yeah. And my question is, how are you different Right. How are you holy? How are you set apart from the rest of the world uh, right now? So uh, there should be something so peculiar about the way Christians interact with one another and love one another, even on a digital platform. Yeah. So strange right. that it turns the head of the watching world. Yeah. And the world should say, wow, that's different. Mm-hmm. What, what is it about that? There's something gentle. There's something truthful and loving about the way they disagree. Uh, so we misrepresent Christ when, when we vent and we're vitriolic. We misrepresent the church. Uh, I think we, we damage our witness mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, because if people, I mean, people, especially right now, you mentioned COVID and, uh, you know, racial reconciliation problems and political party problems. And there's just, I mean, we are ripe for implosion yeah. as a nation and as a people group, even in a city or a church, there's just so much there. And, um, all of that noise can really drown out the gospel. Right. And, and if what I'm most passionate about, it will come out in yeah. my social yeah. uh, arenas. If what I'm most passionate about is not the gospel, 
then I've gotten something wrong and, yeah. and I'm misrepresenting. I'm, it's almost like I'm saying you have to think like me on this issue in order for the gospel to make sense in your life. And right. instead of divorcing the gospel from all that baggage and noise, we're tying it to it. We're strapping it down. Yeah. Uh, so we misrepresent Christ. We misrepresent the body. And I think we misrepresent the gospel. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I, I agree with all those. I think it should matter. Mm -hmm. Like it concerns me when a Christian goes, I'm going to post what I want to post and I don't care. Whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, we, we really need mm -hmm. to think through that that worldview and, and you hit the, the nail on the head. And, um, and, and so I appreciate that. And again, I, I, you, you talk about some of those things mm -hmm. here in, in the book, you talk about more social issues as far mm -hmm. as, you know, marriage and, and parenting and just friendships yeah. and things. And so I want to thank you so much for joining us today, uh, for part two of our episode yeah. on going social. So again, if you haven't watched part one, Go back because we do talk about some good things yeah. about social media. Um, when you let us know your LSU Tigers won Go Tigers. a game, right? <laughs> Going to have a better season this time than, than <laughs> last year, Lord, please. Yeah. Right? That was a long Wiping season that for out you. Of my, memory. my team's always like 500, so you know I've just I've grown up with it. But going social, you can find that on Amazon, uh, other places where where books are sold, and. Uh, Again, I, I appreciate you being here, Tony. Really do. This is a good, good conversation with that. Love to invite you, if you are in the area, to join us in person on a Sunday morning. Uh, we have worship services here on Sunday in person at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. Also online uh, at the same times at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m. on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Uh, so you can subscribe to the uh, YouTube page like our Heights Baptist Church Facebook page. That's going to keep you up to date on all of our digital content and what's happening in person and online here at Heights. And we would love to have you in one of those platforms and ways. And until next time, God bless.